episode 161 of the Bevan James Isle Show. Get off your phone. Radio team, welcome along to episode 161 of the Bevan James Oz Show, your fortnightly podcast on the behaviours that create a lifetime love of exercise so you can get all the benefits that come alongside it. Um, I've actually, the, the, the last few episodes I actually pre-recorded, so I actually um, haven't been in the studio, as I say, although the studio is literally my office, but in the studio for a few weeks, so it's quite nice just to be sitting here talking to you guys again. I had a couple of cool interviews over the last couple of episodes. Uh, Jason DeBattu got lots of good feedback, and Glenn as well, on what he's doing with photography and, and his body dysmorphia. Like, wow, how fascinating was that? So if you haven't had a chance to listen to them, go back and listen to them right now because just some really good insight from people who have spent a lot of time in exercise. Today's show, I'm going to be addressing the topic of the phone in your life. Um, and I'm going to go pretty deep into this one because I've had some pretty cool experiences recently around this, and um, and let's be honest, I think most of us would put our hand up and say we probably waste too much time on our phone. Most of us can probably put up a hand and say that. Not everyone, obviously. Like we look at the teenagers nowadays, and we, you know, you know I'm 41 now and nearly 42, and um, we. We can be quite critical of them for spending so much time on the phone, but it's it's not just teenagers, it's kind of all of us. And so I'm going to kind of challenge you and present some different ways of thinking about it and maybe help shift you and some shifts that I've experienced recently that have been quite empowering in my life around this area. Before I get into the main gist of the show, I just want to talk a little about something uh, that um, has come to my mind recently. So with my running business in the winter months, when you have an outdoors training product, the winter months are always the hardy time of the year for your business and we know that you know spring summer autumn you know you have your peak moments through there and some kind of mid-range moments and winter's always a bit more challenging and a few years ago we started our epic product which is designed to be absolutely crazy hard and for hardcore fitness people and that product's actually turned out to be one of our most successful products ever. So we've really captured how to deal with winter for fit people. But for our beginner running group, it's always smaller at this time of the year. And you can understand why the weather is a little bit tougher. And, you know, it's just a harder sell for people who are trying to start their exercise routine and trying to get them into outdoor exercise in the winter months. But, you know my job is to still sell them so in these month periods most of the time my running business I don't really do sales phone calls because it's just not really needed but this time of year I sometimes you know for a week or two be leading into these groups I'll do some phone calls and I've shifted how I do sales phone calls recently and recently what I do for sales phone call now is I basically just introduce myself and then I just kind of say hey tell me about your fitness and um, it's really quite nice because people, you know, when you think about doing sales phone calls, you think it's going to be lots of get off the phone, rejection and so on. But actually, when you just lead with an open question like that, people are quite open to share. And, um, and obviously the people we market to, most of them aren't going to be doing exercise. And so then we just have a discussion around their fitness. And um, I'm just using my listening skills and just trying to gain a deep understanding of where their fitness is at, where they think they will be if they stay on that path for a long time. And where would they ultimately like to be at a realistic life with a realistic level of having exercise in their life? And then at the end of that kind of conversation, I just offer some advice. 
And there's, you know, it's really interesting actually because there's probably about five or six pieces of advice that seems to come through because really that first conversation is really important because I really need to understand that person. Like I always think when it comes to advice, unless you understand the person, how can you give advice? You know, unless you can understand the person, how can you give advice? So when I'm having that first conversation, all I'm trying to do is just understand the person. That's all I'm trying to do. And then once I have a good understanding, and I try, I reinforce it by asking them if, if, I, if they think I've got it right when I do a kind of a wrap-up of what they've told me, um, then I have the privilege of offering advice. And it's really important I get the advice right because they've opened up to me, and I want to make sure I get that advice right. But one of the pieces of advice that I seem to go back to a lot and seems to really hit a note with the people I'm talking to is when you're starting exercise you need to find a fitness challenge goal target that you'll be proud of achieving that you need to find a fitness goal challenge or achievement that you'll be proud of achieving so many people when they start an exercise routine, you know, when we think about someone who started the exercise or are looking to start exercise, they go to the outlets where exercise normally happen. So you might think, I need to start exercise, I'm going to join a gym. Um, now, joining a gym is a good way to exercise. But it's, it's, you know, going and doing some classes and going to do, I don't know, going to run on a treadmill and going to do some weights, you would feel good about yourself afterwards. But there's no end point where you're really, really proud of yourself. And I think when people are starting to do exercise, one of the most important things is your first target should be something that A, is realistic. Like, you know, if you've never exercised in your life, you should be aiming for a marathon in three months. It's just not wise. You'd, you'd, you'd damage your body, high chance of not succeeding, so it would be a really bad experience. So you've got to get the level right. I um, mean, obviously, with my running business, 5Ks is a good level for people to try to achieve around two months if they're a beginning exerciser. But what, the real key point is you've got to find a goal that you'd be proud of. And what I mean by that is when you start an exercise routine, if you achieve that goal, would you want to tell your world about it? It's funny, isn't it? Like if you have parents that are still alive or parents that are involved in your life, I imagine when you do something, and, and maybe if you have a good relationship with your parents, I imagine when you do something that you're proud of, you want to ring your parents. Like I've got to admit, even as a 41-year-old man, when I do something that I'm kind of proud of, my mum gets a phone call. And imagine if you had a fitness goal, that when you achieve that fitness goal, and if you hadn't had exercise in your life for a while, what you know, and you're proud of yourself, imagine who you'd want to tell. Now it's one of the things that's really great about our fitness product, Get Up To Five, is that Get Up To Five, people end up running 5Ks. And these are people who never thought they'd be able to run in their life. They never thought they'd be able to run 5Ks in their life. So that when they do, the pride they have in themselves is phenomenal. And you go on their Facebook feed afterwards, and, and they've all got, you know, they've got their medal up there. They've got the you know, smiley photo of them running up there. They're really proud of themselves, and they want their will to know about it. Now, why is this important? Well, when you're a beginner exerciser, you need higher level motivation. You just don't need motivation. You need higher level motivation because you're, you're adding change to your life in an area of your life that you've probably been incompetent in and it probably failed in. So, you know, it's easy for you to give up if you're in that area, in any area of your life. So when we think about this, what you've got to realize is that if you can have a goal that you're proud of, you're going to experience that higher level of motivation. Like if you say to yourself, I'm going to run 5Ks, and you start that journey, 
then you see that you're going to be proud at the end of it, there's just the more, more higher chance you're going to stick at it. Now, let's be honest. This, this kind of achieving goals that you're proud of is probably something that everyone wants to think about, even high-level exercises. Like, I've got the good routine of exercise, but when I do a marathon or if I do, when I did Ironman, those are goals I was proud of. And when I do a race that I ran really well, that's something I'm proud of. So my first kind of, the, before I get into the main gist of today's show, is when you think about particularly new people getting into exercise, just don't think, I've got to get into exercise. Think, what's a challenge that I could achieve that I would be really proud of if I achieved that goal? Now, again, going back to what I said before, it does need to be realistic based on where you currently are with fitness. So like I was saying, if you are are a total beginner, running 5Ks over a two or three month period is a really wise goal. Running a marathon isn't. Running a marathon in maybe a year or two years, definitely. But, you know, think of where you are. But I guarantee if you can set up a goal that you're proud of, there's just a much higher chance that you're going to experience motivation, that you're going to stick at it. And when you achieve that goal, like me, you probably want to ring someone in your life and tell them about it because you'd be proud of yourself. Now, I wasn't doing this for a sales pitch, but if you, I know this is an international show and you can't join my local groups in Christchurch and Wellington, or if you are, check them out. But if you want to do 5Ks, you can do My 5K Dream. Go to www.my5kdream.com and it's my online version of what I do. It's pretty thorough, so you can check that out. Anyway, that's just... I just wanted to talk about that because I kind of thought it was pretty important. I'm going to go grab my patrons. Give me two seconds. I'll be back in a second. And I am back. And I just want to say thank you. If you want to become a patron of my show, and what that is, is it's when you basically donate some of your hard-earned money my way to help me in what I'm doing on this show. Um, You can go to bevanjamesisles.com and you'll see a link to Patreon. Go through the process. And basically each time I release a show, you just contribute to what I do and I've got a pretty cool people who are already patrons and there is Glenn and Gemma Mitchell the team divine they're actually a very lovely couple uh, we've got Libby Hilda all in Libby Libby doesn't muck around she absolutely destroys herself exercise we've got Rebecca Bullseye Spear we've got Bernadette a soul caliber parry we've got Mac Sorry, Matt, I should say Forrest Warhol Eckhurst and Holly the go-getter Woodhouse these people all patrons of the show and if you want to become a patron just go to Bevan James Isles gotta say big thank you not just to those people but anyone who's a patron it really does make a difference in what I do so thank you to all the patrons of the show you guys absolutely rock the party right guys I'm gonna get in the main gist of the show right now I wrote some song words this week um, that I'm gonna share with you right now uh, it's, 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 uh, before I get into it, I'm going to tell you that the song words are very much a first draft um, and they're a bit bleak, but that's, I, I actually like writing bleak song words, but I want to share them with you. Um, and I might be a bit stumbly as I read through these because I'm just reading them from my notepad and it's kind of all scribbles and um, so I'll just read it through. Here I go. I was never meant to land this hard, the crushing climax that tore me apart. I get the feeling you have pride in my limp. You push me aside and look back with a glint. What am I to do? Move on and rebuild. What am I to do? Win by passing you. The feeder of my energy is how I should feel. And there's one source that's overflowing my well. I know I should want to be better. Better I will get. It's just the kind of better that all would regret. 
The winner of this battle gets just one more breath, a moment to savour that you have nothing left. The winner of this battle will lose too, but that's the, what I'm willing to do to beat you. What am I to do? Move on and rebuild. What am I to do? Win by passing you. Now, take what you want from that song. You know, some words I wrote down. Um, are they good? Are they not? Who knows? It's just, I, I wanted to share it with you. And there's a reason I wanted to share it with you. In the last week of my life, I've made changes to my phone life. I've made some big changes to my phone life. Because ultimately, I was wasting too much of my life on my phone. And those words, be it what they are, only happened because I made changes to my phone life. And I want to go into detail around this a little bit later on. Actually, let's go into detail in about right now. Our phones can be a great thing. They can be a bad thing in our lives. But I imagine for most of us, there's a sense of a wasted life when it comes to our phone habits. And, and, I'm, and look, I'm a guy who gets a lot done. Like I'm a guy who, man, you know, when I think of my output, I'm pretty good at making sure I get a lot done in my life. Like I know how, you know, I exercise, I've got a business, I've got my mentoring sessions, I play my music, I have good relationship with my wife and my friends and my family. Like I get a lot done. I'm not, I'm not the guy who's sitting on his butt all day and just kind of wasting my life away. But there's still an aspect of my life where I was wasting a lot of time. And the phone is it. The phone, at least was, because I've made a change. The phone was it. And what's been really great recently, and, and you know, both on Android and, and iPhones, is they've had these tools that have really made you aware of how much, I'm just pulling up screen time, they're tools screen time, how much time you are spending on your phone. And it's, it's often quite a surprise when you look at that, when you see how much time you're spending on your phone. And I just woke up in a place in my life where I realized I was just a bit dissatisfied about how much time I was spending on my phone. And the dissatisfaction kind of goes down two paths. There's the dissatisfaction of, like, you know, if you've listened to my podcast in a while, you, you've heard me talk about, I love it when you go to bed and you go, you know what, I couldn't have done today much better. You know, I love that. And when days when I've spent a lot of time on my phone, those aren't those days. You know, where you've dropped two hours just looking at YouTube or social media or um, your websites that you always go back to or shopping websites or something like that, where there's just a big chunk of your day where just not much has happened. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad thing to have downtime, um, but I'm just not sure if re-looking at the same websites over and over again or the same social media over and over again is the best way to do that. So I just determined when, when Joe and I were in Bali, we've just got back from our holiday, then I'm going to make some changes to my phone habits. And so I want to talk about what I've done and maybe share some insights that, you know, if you are a bit like me and you really do want to maybe change how you use your phone. So the first thing you need to do is you need to identify how you're using your phone. Now, again, with the apps that like screen time on the iPhone, and I'm sure Android has the equivalent app, you can really kind of just get an overview of what you're doing. Now, for me, um, social media wasn't too bad. I would check in on Facebook a couple times a day, but it would very much be a check-in. Um, I'd maybe do Instagram maybe a couple times a week. I wasn't, I'm not a big social media person. That wasn't really my time waster on the phone. But I definitely check my emails way too much. 
I check my banking way too much. God knows why I check my banking way too much. Um, I also would go back to the same websites quite a few times in a day. So my favorite websites are Reddit, Stuff, Dig, and I'd sometimes check out Yahoo in the US. So these are four websites. Now what's really fascinating to me is that when I'd go onto my phone and I'd jump on Safari, I, I use an iPhone, when I jumped on Safari, in my head there was this affirmation that would say Stuff, Reddit, Dig, Yahoo. Like that was that was an affirmation. It's just like my I trained my mind to think that. So my time waster would be that I just basically go back through these patterns of checking my email, checking my same websites over and over again. And websites don't change a lot in a day. And then recently I'd also added a bit, added a bit of a YouTube habit where I was kind of just going on YouTube and and not necessarily to do any learning. It was purely just for a bit of mind junk, really. And honestly, I was probably doing an hour to two hours a day of this really you know i'm not sure exactly um but maybe at my biggest i was probably doing you know an hour but on on like fun day friday when it's meant to be my day off i could spend two and a half hours just kind of going back to same websites over and over again so i think the first thing in this process is you need to identify what your current habits are now it's really important that you understand what these are because um if you can't identify what the habits are you don't really know what you're changing so first of all just maybe do an audit of your phone time now you can just look at you know your screen time app and that breaks it down um, but then also what you can do is just kind of really think about what your process of is picking up your phone is now the second step is to put some restrictions in place and that's what I do like about what the phone companies are doing nowadays is they're allowing you to put some limits in place so once I identified my target areas my problems which is email um, checking banking which again I think it's kind of weird but I do check banking a lot for some reason um, websites and YouTube uh, what I did is I put limits I put limits in place and I used the limits that the apps can allow you to do that so I said that I can look at banking for two minutes a day I'm allowed I play games I also play games and I play about 20 minutes a game I like to at lunchtime at my lunchtime I eat my lunch and I have two chocolate biscuits and I like to suck my chocolate biscuits so while I do that I play my games for about 15 minutes now again some days I can end up playing you know before I put limits in place you know up to an hour you know it's quite a lot of time when you think about it wasting two hours a day just kind of re-looking at websites playing games you know like it ultimately create a bit of guilt in me so those are the areas, the websites, the banking apps, the email, and games. So this, the second step was, once I identified my areas, is I needed to put some limits in place. And I used the apps within it. So first of all, one thing I did do is I deleted some apps. So I deleted Facebook, deleted it, got totally rid of it. It's no longer on my phone. I can't check it anymore, which also means I removed Messenger, which is good as well. So I removed that app. It's not impossible. Now, when I'm on a desktop, I do check out Facebook a couple times a day. But I tend to spend less time on it when I'm on the Facebook. I mean, so when I'm on my desktop. I put a time limit on emails. So I can only look at my emails on my phone for 10 minutes a day. So, you know, once you check in basically two or three times, you're done. So that's really, I may even put five minutes. I kept it pretty light. Um, my banking apps, two minutes. You can only look at two minutes. That means you can probably check in twice a day, but it's not 15, 20 minutes. Um, my Safari app, I've put a limit of 20 minutes on it a day. So I can go to those websites, but really, once a day is probably enough because it's not really going to update my life in there that, that much to their website in one day. 
So, um, and then games, I put a limit of 20 minutes because I actually enjoy that healthy dime time for me. At lunchtime, when I'm having my, my chocolate biscuits playing, I play some card games on my phone for 15 minutes, I actually have no problem with that. If it goes over that, that's when it starts to become a problem. So putting some limits in place around the activities that you're currently doing. So you've got a few options here. A, you can remove. Like me, I removed Facebook. It's no longer on my phone. B, put time limits in place. And I, and I really like this idea, just putting those time limits in place. Um, now, admittedly, once the time limit goes off, you can say add 15 minutes or ignore for the day. But I'm finding that by having those time limits, I'm just staying away from them. I really am. I'm just staying, you know, once that time limit stops, it's okay, I'm no longer meant to do that today. I've done it enough. Well, also what I'm finding, which is really interesting, is that I'm not actually even reaching the time limits because I'm kind of training myself don't look at if I, you know don't look at your email don't look at this you know and so on and so on so once you put those time limits in place now to me that's what probably what most people do is they identify they're spending too much time in an area and then what they do is they put some limits in place and then three weeks later they're back to what they used to be and this next step is a really important step because to me the next step is actually the most important step so the next step is to go how am I going to replace this time? So, you know, like nowadays, if you're standing in a line, what do we do? You grab your phone, you check some websites out and so on and so on. So, or if you're a bit bored, what do you do? You grab your phone. If you watch your TV, what do you do? You grab your phone. So while it's one thing to put a limit on it, I wanted to give myself a direction to focus on when I would traditionally pick up the phone. You know, they say with smokers, you know, smoking, the hard thing about giving up smoking is just the habit of it. You know, when I get up in the morning, I go outside and have a smoke. You know, so sometimes a good way to stop smoking is put new things in place. And that's what I really thought of. I thought to myself, okay, well, if I'm going to give myself the equivalent of up to two hours a day, or, you know, let's say my current phone time, my new phone time means I spend 30 minutes a day. You know, I'm giving myself up to 30 to 90 minutes a day of extra time in my life. How do I want to use that time? And so that's what I really sat down and thought about. I thought, well, first of all, I want to be more creative. I want to use that time to be creative. Secondly, I want to learn. Thirdly, I want to connect. So I want to spend time connecting with the people in my life. And fourthly, I want to have just some thinking time. So those are the four things I wanted to do. So once I realized that, then I needed to set up new systems in my life to make those things happen. So creativity, learning, connection, and just some thinking time in my day. Now why is this important? Because the idea to me was, was that when I think to pick up my phone, which oh, I'm not quite sure how many times I pick up my phone a day, but you know, if you look at the apps, I could probably tell you. Well, let me have a look, I'll have a quick look. How many times do I pick up my phone a day? Oh, it's not that accessible very quickly for me right now. But um, if, you know, if every time you pick up your phone, you just go to your traditional behaviors, but then you put limits in them, if you haven't put a, an alternative option in, you're just going to keep doing what you always did. And so my thinking was that when I pick up my phone, and I know I've done my browsing time, my banking time, or my gaming time, instead what I can do is go, oh, now's the time for me to be creative. So then the next step is once I've identified what are the things I'd rather do with my time? And maybe it's the thing that you need to think about. So if we go through the steps, first of all, identify what your current habits are. B, put limits or remove. C, determine what you'd want to do with that time that you've gained because you put this in place. And then 
D, and you know, what is that for you? What is C for you? What, what, how do you want to spend that time? Then D creates systems that allows that to happen. And that's why I started with my song at the beginning of today's podcast, or the beginning of the segment, is the only reason that song got written is because I wasn't on my phone. Now, again, I don't know if it's a good song or not. It's, it's very much first draft. There's some concepts in there that I can play around with. You know, it needs a lot of work, but it doesn't matter. I have it. I have it. Now, have I been wanting to write songs for the last three or four months of my life? Yes. How many songs have I written? None. And in the last week where I put these limits in myself, I've not just written this song, I've actually come up with some other, two other cool concepts for some songs. Definitely they're very much coal before they're going to be diamond, but I'm very much doing the thing I want to do. I'm being creative. I love being creative. I always love the problem solving of creating. I love that moment when you when you when you when you overcome something that you didn't think you could come, or you come up with an idea and you dig deep into it. I love being creative. But my phone was not letting me do that. And so the next the step four in this process is you want to create systems that it makes it easy to do that. So actually, one thing I've done is actually use my phone to help me do this, which in some ways you might think, well, I'm still on my phone, but I'm not wasting my life I'm not in guilt for to fulfill time I'm in time that's doing this kind of stuff like writing songs so I did some research and I found an app called hum which is a great songwriting app and it's basically it allows really easy for you to output ideas in your head sing songs record songs and so on um, another area of my life is learning so I want to spend more time learning and I've got to be honest it's mainly around music um, and so I've put some systems in place around learning I bought a flashcard app and each night or actually moments so it's funny I've been going through my grade learnings with my piano and um and so with this flashcard app one thing you need to do is you need to input the learning so you need to put the questions in the answers in and so now when I'm sitting at a bank line what I've found this week is that instead of thinking I'll just grab a game or just go to my website it's like oh okay I can input another question into my flash app and then other times I can just now I grab my flash app and I do learning with my flash app so the fourth part of my process has been now that I understand what I want to be using that time for is creating systems in place so that it's easy for me to do those things now that doesn't mean I'm not going to do learning always on the phone or I'm going to do learning always on the phone or music always on the phone but in those moments where you've just got a few seconds to grab where you traditionally go towards games or social media or just your browser, I've now going, oh, here's a minute that I can learn something about music. Or here's a minute where I can kind of nut out a song word. Or here's a minute where I can ask myself some questions that I can think about. So I'm now using that time more valuably. Now I'm finding this to be really powerful. I know it's only very much like I've been doing it for like 10 days. Um, but there's a few things I'm discovering. First of all, because I've put these limits in place, because I've used the tools to put the limits in place, and because I know what I want to use in my time, my old habits are less, I'm going to say they don't appear as much. My old habits really aren't appearing. Like, you know, when I, I think of when I used to teach a class at the gym, then I'd walk back to the car. The walk back to the car was check my emails, check my Facebook, check my browser, you know, and I'd get that all done in that time. Now it's like, okay, go through your learning app, Maybe think about some song words, you know, creative, learn, connect, and so on. So I'm finding that, A, I've moved, it's easy for me to, to not 
they have the traditional behaviors. Secondly, I'm doing more of the things I want to be doing in my life. Like, I want to be, I love learning. I love learning. I love being creative. Like, I'm, again, the, the song words I wrote out to you beforehand, I don't think they're great. I think they need some work. But I'm bloody proud I got them done. And I, in the last week, in the last 10 days, I've probably got roughly three songs basically kind of put in place. And I've even got some chords done for some songs as well. So, you know, in the last 10 days, I've done more work on songs than what I've done probably for the whole of this year. And because it's only happened because I've given myself the time by removing the device and giving myself focus. Now, do I feel better because of that? Definitely. I feel much better. Creativity with music is one of those things where it's like, yeah, but will you ever really do it, Bev? And all of us have those areas. All of us have those areas where we want to do it, but will you really ever do it? You know, and and I like that I'm doing it. And that's that's what I want to encourage you to do. I want you to really think about not just the removing of the guilt of that sense of a wasted life, but the loss of the wasted opportunity. Because if I had done this four years ago, I'd have lots of songs written. And I would have done some work that I'd be really proud of. And I'd actually stand here because, you know, as I talk about the words I gave you at the beginning of today's show, you know, I, I undermine myself, don't I? I kind of say, oh, yeah, they're not, you know, they're not really that great and so on. And, and it's because it is very much a first draft. But if I had done this four years ago, I, there'd be some words that I would be able to say to you that, I, that I'd be really proud of, that I'd work through, that, you know, that was great work. And with this shift in my behavior, I'm going to give myself this opportunity to be that person. And so it's not just the guilt that you remove, it's the being the version of yourself that actually you know you want to be. Because to me, that's the biggest concern with the use of phone. To me, the biggest concern is not just that, you know, what's well, a bit of a time waster and, you know, we can talk about teenagers and social media and all those types of things. But to me, one of the biggest concerns is a wasted life. You know, there's a great saying that people always say, you know, no, nobody sat on their deathbed and said, I wish I worked more. You know, there was, there was a saying you hear about people, you know, make sure you look after your family and relationship. You're kind of in today's time, you you, you know, you're, nobody's going to go on their deathbed and go, I wish I spent more time on my phone. And looking at your current behaviors right now, how are you doing with that? Like I watched a piece on the news recently and they had some parents interacting with children with their phones and just how much parents ignore their kids. And I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not being critical because uh, I'd be a hypocrite if I was. I imagine if, you know, luckily my daughter wasn't really brought up around the time of the modern phone, but I imagine I, I would be just as guilty as everybody else. But nowadays, because I'm trying to focus on connection, like with Joe, you know, at nighttime I leave my phone in the kitchen. Why? Because when we're watching TV and we're just connecting, I want to connect with her. You know, like I had this really bad habit of when we go to bed, I'd brush my teeth, but I'd, you know, I'd almost be a little bit late behind her so I could check out my browser and listens and podcasts and stuff. Whereas now I go to bed, I try to do it with her and so we can connect. My life is better when I've put limits around my phone. No, I'm, saying, no, I'm not saying you shouldn't have a phone in your life. I still use my phone. I still love listening to podcasts and books. I still, you know, I still work within those other areas of my limits. There's still a place for a phone in my life. But it's just no longer a thing that makes me feel like I'm wasting my life. And actually, as I've removed that, 
I actually feel I'm living my life more aligned who I want to be because there's actual evidence to show me this is the case. The song words, the learning, the better connection, the deeper thinking. So my challenge to you, and I imagine a lot of you guys are listening to this right now going, Bev, you're speaking to me. You're speaking my language. Is go through my four-step process. Identify, A, what are your current behaviors around your phone? Now, when you do that, you can also say, what am I willing to keep in? Like, I love listening to podcasts and, and books. So I spend a lot of time listening to them. And actually, I don't see it as a bad habit because it's more just background noise or it's when I'm doing things like driving and stuff like that. So I have no problem with that. So you can have the things you like about doing on your phone. And like, so like I was saying, my lunch. I like playing games for 15 minutes. It's actually a pretty healthy behavior. So that's right. But put limits on the things that you know that go too far. Also, you can remove the areas that you can't. So A, identify what your current habits are. B, put in place limits or remove the things that you know you need to remove. C, identify how you'd want to use the time that you've gained. And so I, I like to think big, broad thinking here. Again, I went creativity and so on and so on. And then D, implement tools and ways that you can use that. Because it's one thing to think, oh, I want to be more creative. But if you haven't really put those in place, then when that mind time comes up, you go, oh, I'll just play a game. And then probably the last step, step five, is really challenge yourself to do it for a couple of weeks. And just see the difference. Because I can tell you, I, I really like the work that I've done in the last couple of weeks. I really like the fact that I've written some songs. And I like the fact that I've learned a little bit. And I like the fact that I'm a bit more connected. You know, these are really important things. And so that's my challenge to you. Don't let your phone ruin your life. Don't be the person who, you know, gets to the end of your life and go, you know what? I wish I didn't spend so much time on your phone because now's the opportunity. I know today's show hasn't so much been much about, about fitness, but my show is almost always about higher level self. And I suppose the question I have for you is, do you think that if you could do the stuff we've talked about today on today's show, you would be a higher level self? And if you are, well, make sure you go do it. Alrighty, team, that is today's episode pretty much done and dusted. It's pretty fascinating, um, the phone thing. And uh, again, like I said before, I actually talked about the show, it's just an area most of us struggle with. You know, it's it's an area that most of us struggle with, and um, yeah, do the work. If if you know I'm talking to you today, do the work because um, I don't know. I I, I want to get you know I've talked about the show in the past about body of work in your lifetime. When you look back at the end of your life, what your what what have you added to the world? I'm just not sure if me browsing on the internet for two hours a day is adding much to the world. So just something to think about. Um, it's a bit shorter today because I've kind of, you know, I didn't really need to go on too long about that, but um, I'm going to be back in a couple of weeks. I'm trying to organize an interview with a very high level mental skills coach, uh, deals with some of the best athletes in the world. So fingers crossed I can get that done in the next two weeks. If you do like the show, please do me a favor, support me by either going to Patreon and becoming a patron of the show. You also get a cool nickname if you become a patron. Uh, but also, just tell somebody about it. Podcasting, you know, when I first started podcasting, here we go, I'm, when I was young, I started podcasting in 2006. And the hardest thing about podcasting when I first started was 
you had to teach the audience what podcasting was. Like I remember on my triathlon podcast, we had a, a page that was teaching people what a podcast was, how you get it. You really had to break it down. And and 90% of the public couldn't do it because they just weren't that geeky enough. Podcasting was very much a geeky thing early on. Now, whereas nowadays, podcasting is everywhere and it's great because it's such a great resource i love podcasting um and so now it's a really good time for shows like myself and my shows that have been around for a long time for to get our audience bigger because people kind of get it so next time you're talking to somebody who likes podcasting you know if, if you like this show just say hey you make sure you check out the Bevan james Owl show because um you know i try to do good work and if you enjoy it it's just great to spread the word also if you can go into whatever review site you use and chuck a review on that really does help me in what i'm doing anyway it's a short show today so i'll be back in a couple of weeks time keep doing what you're doing you guys rock and i uh, keep being you that's me out for now